You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. This is exciting. Welcome to the Boss Hogger Liberty Podcast on the We Are Libertarians Network. I'm your host, Jeremiah Morrill. As always, I'm joined by our co-host, Dakota Davis. Hey, there he is. I'm here. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the other two voices. Sometimes it's only audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we are a, we are a podcast, and our podcast. Well, I only about take our live. care of the YouTube side of things. <laughs> D- D- Dakota only cares about the, the video nowadays. All right, so our show is about our lives in rural Indiana. This show is about the folks who are involved in politics. We promise that our episodes are going to be a fun and easy listen. We interview people who are influencers, elected officials, political experts, and folks we just find interesting. Chris is none of those. We do, have two very you, interesting you, people with us today. Do you read it like that every time? Generally. Yeah. All right, Generally. let's pick it up. Let's get a little more energy, a little more, <laughs> right. a little more spice. So, so uh, Like, welcome to the Boss Hog of Liberty. My so, name is Jeremiah Morrill. So, Spicy Spangle over on my right, dear leader making his return appearance... Episode 29, and we finally got him back. I know. it's. Uh, I don't know what I started, but I regret it. I apologize to all of you listeners. I did not realize the terrorism that I was unleashing on this county. Uh, it, it, I just – it's like he bought a newspaper. You know, Hitler bought all the newspapers, and that's how he took over uh, Germany. And that's basically what has happened in Newcastle. And uh, We have our own media source. I'm here to fight you. Well, I'm glad to, glad to have you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm taking, happy to be here. Taking a photograph of, uh, of Mr. Spangle here with the uh, with the newspaper behind us from when we broke news a few weeks ago. I'm very excited to be here. I'm very ha- this studio is beautiful. It is glamorous. It is better than the uh, Big Show studio for sure. So congratulations on all the growth and yeah, you guys. I think you've had an episode hit a thousand listeners. Uh, we've been very close. Yeah, uh, on, which is... on, on just the uh, just the podcast, and then we've yeah. of course gone live here. So uh, honestly, I think since we went to video, we've probably started to kill our kill our podcast listens a little bit, whereas people are shifting over to the video. So. Yeah, as long as people are listening and watching. So but there's yeah. more consuming now than ever. So we're very excited. About that. Congratulations, boys! All right, and the other voice that you're going to hear making his first appearance on the air, but not his first appearance on studio. You'll recognize his thumb from the picture of Darren Jacobs the last time we <laughs> did the show. It's Mr. Chase Payton. Welcome, Chase. What up? So uh, Chase is here because uh, it's Wednesday, and he's filling in for Clay. Clay didn't quit or get fired. He's just on He's just on Republican suspension. We can't have him on too many shows in a row because the Libertarian Network starts to censor us. Oh, no. I, I Trust me, I've had plenty of Republicans on, on my show. It's it's your mom that really has a problem with all the Republicans. That's why you got four, four out of five stars. I, the, I laughed for an entire Sunday when I saw Jeremiah's mom accidentally. I didn't think it was – I didn't know it was an accident at the time, but she rated this podcast four out of five stars. And I was howling all day long over. And then she yelled at me because like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's an accident. None of you tried to help me fix it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all your fault. 
But, if, you know, maybe if you had more libertarians on, you, you might get that fifth star. We hey, can hope. Hey, look at that. Cade Coger's watching. Hey, look at Cade. Yeah, he's usually in jujitsu right now. Did, did you not know about his jujitsu training? He's, uh, w- what, uh, what's, what's Cade doing with jujitsu? Did you, does he paying you to mention his name in the first five minutes? Yeah, that, it's kind of like a Darren Jacobs thing. Yeah. Uh, well, we got Darren it, mentioned. We got Cade uh, mentioned. We've got all of our, our yeah, all of our, so, our token I mean, fans it's all mentioned. Out of, the way. of course, in the in the back is Christy Avery, our uh, our super fan, one of our super fans. Yep. She's wearing a uh, "Here Come the Mummies." T-shirt. Oh yeah, I'm sure she's not dressed like one of the mummies though. No, she's That's not. That's disappointing. All right, so we got a lot. Of, we got. A, we don't have time for this fun and frivolity. We have real jokes to get into. We do. Yeah, yeah. Real, real recap. That's why we, Chase is here. Like, here's the thing. We actually. Like we'll see how this goes because we actually planned out our banter. Well, this one. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that you can do that. Like that breaks the. the we laws. have talking points. I literally just looked at this and I was like, I'm not going to look at this because it's going to ruin the surprise <laughs> of the conversation. <laughs> and and then I thought this is better planned out than an episode of any We Are Libertarians ever. And well, it's like, and and there's no news on here. It's not like no. We anything. have we have token news at the end if but, we get to it. If but we're it's good. like you you mapped out. You know, like I'm not even going to say, but it's just, it's very funny. <laughs> it looks so. like a bare naked ladies set list. All right. So we're going to set the stage. We had Dakota's big weekend in Nashville, Tennessee. What's, what's happening with Dakota? Yeah. Dakota, 10 party. days from now, is getting married. Oh, boy. What? 10 days. I've not heard about this. You have Well, uh, I mean, you I didn't, didn't get your invitation. I didn't get mail? an invite to the wedding. Did you? Uh, well, did did to you go to the Audrey. website and send a gift? Because that's how I got my wedding invitation. I don't send. I don't do gifts at weddings. Well, then, so I, you so send it, you why send do you gift, expect to get invited? Get the invite. I gave you the gift of this podcast, Dakota, <laughs> and also you had a bachelor <laughs> hey, party. Hey, we'll we'll get down to that. To yeah, the podcast we'll get, gift we'll get to a little bit later. And I wasn't invited. No, no, we had. You you must be willing to drink. It's one of the credentials. See, this is racism at its finest. This <laughs> right. is exactly what I expected so, in Newcastle. So Indiana. the podcast is going to be covering the the, the thing that the invited guests were on, and we, you know, you were, so you were you're very, telling me you that were you, honestly probably pretty close to getting invited you, as as we get down the list. Well, here. all your friends were there, Dakota. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can explain that. I don't know if that's on the list. It's uh, not, but. It's, one time I saw uh, all my friends, except for me, having a fun tailgating at a party out front of a, a, of a Colts game. And yes. I was like, thanks for the invite, guys. And then Dakota, without, or uh, Jeremiah, without missing a beat, jumps on Facebook with a photo, a group selfie, says, all my friends are here. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> so it was, it was very fun. There we go. All right. So for convenience of everybody involved, the, uh, the best man of the wedding organized the uh the the bachelor party for nashville tennessee yep yeah trevor trevor hinshaw is my best man and he at that time he lived in huntsville alabama uh had a job down there and was working there so we we planned all this we were like okay well nashville is halfway and it sounds like a lot of fun so we'll do that and at the time chase was also living in florida chase lived in florida so two are going to come from the north two are going to come from the south Yep. We were going to meet halfway and have a good old now, time. How long ago were, were you talking about this? this June or July? Yeah. It was a while so ago. So you had plenty of ago. time to get my invite together to this. But you didn't. It's okay. We Go did. ahead. Continue. It's fine. But uh, anyway, so uh, what was it, like one month ago probably? Yeah, about a month like, ago. Or three I, weeks ago. Well, uh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm significantly older than the other guys in the, in the wedding party. <laughs> right. Significantly. So like, I, have, I have money and the ability to plan. 
So, <laughs> and an Airbnb account. So after after the best man had picked out a location, I said, no problem. I'll, I'll book it and you guys can just pay me. Right. So Chase pays me within like a week. Amazing. I was Which on him. Yeah, Chase that, is a I mean, stellar guy. Crazy. Like going into this, I was thinking if I'm going to have a problem with anybody, <laughs> like getting the money together or getting their tux or whatever, or even like showing up, it'll be Chase. Yeah. I proved you wrong. He did. He, did. Yeah. he was very He was impressive. the first one to get his tux. He was the first one to pay Jeremiah. I mean, although he was like an hour and a half late to leave <laughs> <in> Nashville. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> My car didn't start okay. Clearly, he loves you the most out of all your... Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty apparent. So, uh, yeah. So then Trevor... Un- unfortunately, Trevor basically wound up moving. Yeah, Trevor moved and took a job in North Dakota. <laughs> On purpose? <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like traveling around like the country and he's breaking down heavy, heavy machinery for a contractor. That's like know. real man stuff. Yeah. Right. It's not like it's, this. Yeah. It's what not like it? us. <laughs> so yeah. So he, he disappears. So then we needed to call in a pinch hitter and we, we went through Dakota's list of friends and he realized that none of his friends live here. Right. So none of his yeah, friends. I have like, no, yeah, let's friends clarify living. that. None of your friends. None of his friends none live here. None of my here. friends live here. <laughs> I had, uh. I had a friend in California that we thought about inviting, Michigan. Um, then we thought, oh, I thought of another friend. I'm like, oh, dang it. He's in Afghanistan right now. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> Damn crazy. army. Well, then apparently the one that was in Afghanistan ended up coming back. So he comes That's back uh, like two weeks before the bachelor party. And I was like, hey, man, I know it's a long shot, but you want to pitch in 200 bucks and go to Nashville? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, dude, I'm up for that, whatever. So, how, how, how did your friends get so disparate? Like, how, like were, are these friends from the AOL days and chat rooms? Like, no. <laughs> no, it's just like, you know, everybody. It's the brain drain. Just, Unless you get a job like Dakota, you just have to leave to I, exist. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. I mean, and I, I don't know about you, but, like, all my friends in college, at college, like, I didn't go away to college. I stayed right. at home. So it was real lonely for a period of five years because everybody was away at college or moved away or, you know, got somebody pregnant. And I just busy. keep I just keep getting younger friends who live here. That's right. all I do. <laughs> I've been all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Chase, Chase, Chase is finally boomeranged back to Henry County. So, yeah, he always comes back. He's like the prodigal son. <laughs> so, so, and then uh, you, you're going to find a little surprise here later in the show, but... Uh, no, we can get into it now. We we invited a fifth person because we weren't sure. At, th- at that point, we just started sending out mass invitations. Yeah, yeah. And I have the flakiest cousin in the world who Dakota has gotten to know a little bit. Uh-huh. You've met him at the Indy 500, Cousin Nick. and uh, uh, We don't want to use his real name. Cousin cousin Rick. Cousin and, Dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Christy, they basically scraped the bottom of Dakota's friend barrel and didn't get to me. We, 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 we Once again, we wanted to have fun, people that were going to be fun. And would be willing oh. to. Could you have I'm imagined? And, could you have imagined Chris Spangle in the hookah bar where we no, were drinking? No way. Oh, I'm a great hookah. time. Like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fun at a party. No way. Have okay. you heard about ending the Fed? Let me tell you about this Fed. <laughs> we we got to stay with it. The uh, man. <laughs> we the can't bar. have fun. We've got to no, stay on no, the schedule. This is all planned. <laughs> Stick the, to the planned banter. <laughs> being You've been given a script. Yes, am, I, sorry, am I being detained? <laughs> yes, you are. Don't move. Don't you try to take that seatbelt off. We put it on you for a reason. <laughs> so we – four of us leave my driveway. We were it was supposed to be Dakota and I, some private time, some time I had scheduled with Dakota and instead everybody <laughs> came back. No, so we so, uh, we got to uh, we got to somewhere in Kentucky yep. and uh, got stopped for fuel 
or stop for something. I don't know, pee breaks or whatever. It doesn't matter. Nobody knows. The uh, We're getting back in the vehicle, and I realize, oh, my God, I don't have a license plate light on my vehicle. And I am pulling in the back, in the cooler. Now who's not fun? Now, <laughs> I, I am bringing with me. Mr. Excitement. I am bringing with me an entire bar <laughs> yeah. in an SUV. Yeah, we were driving. Awesome. <laughs> we were driving down the road, and uh, Jeremiah's like, hey, Chase, can you pass me up a Coke Zero from the cooler? <laughs> and Chase is like, yeah, sure. So he gets back there, and he opens up the cooler, and he goes, Oh my god, dude. <laughs> you brought like six bottles of vodka. <laughs> I brought enough for two days. So, uh, yeah. So I was like, oh my god, we're going to get pulled over. We have no license plate light. Chase made us so late because it's dark now. We were supposed to be there before dark. My bad. Oops. <laughs> so Dakota's like, that's okay. We're at a, we're St- at a pilot. Several weeks later, still shaming you about it. Five years from now, yeah. remember that time you didn't stick to my schedule? They're never going to let it go. No. Yeah. No, well, no, he's never going to let it go. Dakota's cool. Yeah, I might let it go. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Jeremiah's, I've started to realize that I'm doing things kind of like Jeremiah recently. <laughs> and I'll catch myself doing it, or I'll, like, I'll say something, and I'll be like, <laughs> my, my friend Jen, she snapped me back the other day, and she goes, "Does Jeremiah go anywhere without his little uh, his little brunette friend? <laughs> Just, are they are they married?" I saw that. And I was like, I was like, did that come from someone? Yeah. Or did he take that? Like, that People is are really noticing. Weird. People are noticing. Looking forward to Friday's hunting trip. By the way, yeah. <laughs> thanks for the invite. Yeah. We did invite you. Like we we talked about. No, it. no, no, no. We were going... I, what I get from you guys is pity invites. It's well, we're already down here. You can come down if you want. I didn't get invited either. So Th- thank You're not you, the Chase. Only one. Would you like to go hunting with me? No. Do you both want right. to take Friday off and go hunting? <laughs> no, I have to work. Right. I'm going I'm... Saturday, so it's okay. There you go. There we go. All right. So we go. We, we Dakota, being the the substation repair guy, he is is like we can handle this. So he sends me back into the store to get some light bulbs. In the meantime, I figure out what light bulb I need because I'm the engineering type of the group. So I immediately go to the, <laughs> the manual and find the light bulb number. And I find my Leatherman that I've packed in the vehicle. It would have, uh, it, for the record, it would have been much easier to just take the light bulb out and, and go. bring it in. Hey, you guys have one of these? I literally am so glad I didn't get invited. I'm like, <laughs> we're not even to Nashville yet, and I don't want to go. We're not even halfway at this point. <laughs> right. yeah. Have you left the state yet before we're, crisis, we're, the crisis of the light bulb? We're barely in Kentucky. So I, 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 being the uh, the mama's boy that I am, open up the Leatherman and I'm trying to take out the the Phillips head that Dakota needs. Of course, he was trying to use a butter knife or a pocket knife or something. I'm like, right. no, no, I have the right tool I'm for the job. I'm a real man. I have the right tool for the job. You will use it. So as I open it up, I fillet my thumb open. He's prepared his whole life for this moment. Yes. And then crisis strikes. So and then I'm then I'm just immediately bleeding. Let me see it. I, it's still cut. It's still it's it, it's and it, it looks like a painful pretty cut. It for, the, for the entire first night, Jeremiah kept going, It is so difficult to do things one handed. <laughs> <It is. laughs> oh he knows. <laughs> well, and I got the I've got the new fancy phone that I can unlock with my thumb. You uh-huh. try to unlock a phone, thumb with a band aid on it. Doesn't work. <laughs> so You have another thumb. I know. Right. It, was, it, it was holding alcohol. <laughs> so we uh, we finally went ahead and got the light bulb changed, and we were able to get to Nashville. Amazing place. Uh, got checked in. We, we were fantastic. Uh, we are like 12-year-olds who just want to get out of the town immediately. So we walk out on the street, don't look at any maps, don't do any planning, and we're like, we're going to walk somewhere and get dinner. Yep. 
Yep, and that was uh, the plan. We, st- we walked like a half mile in the wrong direction, yep. and we were like, there's nothing here to eat. <laughs> like, this is what spontaneity gets you, Jeremiah. <laughs> there are only dive bars. Um, we can go eat a cigarette for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we discovered the hookah bar. So we walked the other direction, Yep. and uh, we're all getting famished at that point. Yeah, I was it was psyched. still like 80 degrees, was and getting we're hot hangry. and tired. I was sweating. Yeah, right. it was bad. And uh, in the distance, we see the glow of two very local restaurants. One is called a Chili's. And the other one is called a Logan's. Oh. <laughs> well, as you're on a bachelor party, you got to go to Logan's, right? That's what I said. I, well, I'd never been to Logan's before. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let's go. It's like the um, it's like the steak and shake of the of of the steakhouse of the steakhouse world. world you know where it's such a good yeah, like way it's to put it's that. not like it's not going to change your life. It's not top tier like Texas Roadhouse, but Logan's <laughs> isn't bad. You yeah. you can eat it for dinner. It was like yeah, all right. It's so not we Ponderosa. Had, uh, okay. We had yeah. steaks like men, and uh, I had a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from there, we uh, we walked on again. This is the one night we actually walked. We walked to a place called is it Spring Water. Yeah, spring yes. water. We had my my brother's uh, lovely girlfriend Hannah Wheeler uh, provided us with a list, like an incredible list. It, it, she had a change of heart. She was going to give us all of the best gay bars in town, and just <laughs> we're going to walk into them. <laughs> but uh, she uh, she she was nice, and she, I said Dakota likes dive bars, so we want to go to like dive bars, pool halls, just fun fun places. Now, did she live there? She went to school she down did. there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. So, uh, or, or she's really good at Google. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So we walked to a place. It was not very far. We walked by the Parthenon, checked that out and, you know, took our pictures and, you know, kept walking. Yeah. We get into, we walk up to this bar called Spring Water and it looks like the, like, if you think of a, like a biker dive bar (laughs) in any movie ever, this is the place. Like rotten wood on the outside. Yeah. Horrible on the outside. Rotten wood on the inside. Right. It's just everywhere. It's just rot. You walk in the door and the man uh, immediately gets off the bar and checks your ID. Yep. And says there's a five dollar cover oh, if we, you listen to the music. We walked in. What? We walked in the bar. Is that a Blues Brothers joke? No, it was real. <laughs> we walked in the bar and it was like it was literally a scene from a movie where like the music stops and everyone looks at you, <laughs> trying to figure <laughs> out if you're if you if you yeah. belong or not. Trying to figure out if we were cops. Like they kept talking about unmarked cars being outside and stuff. No, they no, had no, it, no. Like, let's be clear. Burning. There were two of them. They weren't trying to figure out if you guys were cops. They were trying to figure out if Jeremiah was a cop. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to figure out if Jeremiah was a right. cop and these two are my underage. He's, Will they serve them, guys? Exactly. Yeah. Mr. Excise Police over here with his decoys. <laughs> yeah. That was that is probably exactly right. No, 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 sir. We have a podcast. No, I don't believe your story. What's the truth? <laughs> this is the kind of place that when you want to get darts, they make you turn in your driver's license because you might steal their darts. I was scared I was going to forget it. <laughs> so uh, we're playing darts, having a good time, having a couple beers. It's cash only. It's a, that's the other thing, cash only bar. Right. But they have an ATM in the corner with a skimmer in case you need uh, in case you need to lose some money along the way. Chase used the ATM. Anyway. I did. How's your identity? That's <laughs> ah, debatable. <laughs> right. You're at the so. age where they have nothing to steal anyways. <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised. So um, my phone rings, and it's Cousin Rick. All right. I'm 20 minutes out. He had been BSing us for four or five weeks. I'm coming. No, I can't come. Antifa is going to be. It's the day. It's <laughs> yeah, the weekend. Like, they're going to blow up the like, world. November 4th is the week of the Antifa protests, and I just cannot afford to be in a big city then. <laughs> and he's like, I need to just. He's got lay, fortifications. He's like, tonight. I need to lay low at the house. I have all my food. I have the guns, and I'm going to uh, set out some bear traps on in my driveway. I'm like, but again, dude, you live in the middle of nowhere, Illinois. But again, but, I would be no fun at this party. Let's just be clear. <laughs> all right. 
this guy. But once you get cousin Bruce and his his uh, uh, in a couple, he's a great time. So he should. Well, yeah, so you he, love crazy. You want crazy at a party? Oh yeah. So uh, we he rolls up. We play darts and uh, Dakota is really bad at darts. Oh my god, he, he is, is so horrible. Scary. Chase and I were like <laughs> neck and neck. Just you know, we'd get one or two, whatever the hell game it was yeah. we were playing. We'd get one or two each time. You had to advance from you know twenty to nineteen to seventeen. You'd have to get it and get them in order. And Dakota stuck on the first <laughs> one for the first for the first hour we play the game. Definitely want to stand behind him. No, this does not bode well for the hunt. No, there was no. That, there was one time. <laughs> there was one time I throw the dart and it literally bounces back at us. <laughs> yeah, there's there's Ow. a lot of there's a lot of things I'm uh, I'm not good at. Uh, apparently, darts isn't one of them. I'm I'm phenomenal, very good. You're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I felt good about it. Now, did Jeremiah get so drunk that he started manhandling people? Yes, because that's my favorite <laughs> drunk. Yes, he did. He he tried to pull the old. Uh, uh, party Jair on um, on Danny Morrill, <laughs> except I was Danny. <laughs> <laughs> and can I just say I have a totally new respect for ever for Danny Morrill. See what <laughs> you what you listeners have to understand is that when Jeremiah Jeremiah goes past a certain point. And he doesn't remember it, but everybody else does. <laughs> it's because a very, he has everybody, everybody, everybody in a twenty-five mile radius right. of where he, he is remembers. He's it. screaming at people. He's manhandling people with the strength of a bear. Like he was like, "You're gonna drink, Daddy!" Trying to and had his open your mouth, open your mouth, wrestling him to the ground, pouring liquor in it. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And Danny still holds that. Every time I see Danny, he's like, "Remember that time you laughed at my misery instead of helping?" Me? I was like, "I jumped in," but it took eight of us to get Jera off of you. So he manhandled. What did, What was he making you do? What was he forcing you to do? Drink more. <laughs> I, like That was, it was the exact same situation. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm going to do to you what I did to Danny. No, <laughs> you said that. Like that was, no. that, Those were his words. Do him like I did Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, that, was, that was the first night. We went to another place after that. It was pretty chill. A little too busy. It was called Melrose. Big, big pool, pool hall bar, but... And then we came back and we, uh, you know, we had brought an entire liquor cabinet and, you know, why spend money when you've got, you know, enough to get the job done? So we stumbled around the hotel for a while to finally, or the, the Airbnb to find the roof. We were told there was a, a rooftop uh, area. Oh, no. We walked the entire distance. <laughs> oh, no. We walked around this entire, like the entire floor of this place until we finally come out on the roof of the parking garage at, there's like a little dog park up there. Right. And uh, so we start looking around and we're like, this is the roof. This must be it. This is what they're talking about. Like, uh, as you look out across the roof of the entire place, we were expecting like, like chase lounges and co- something cool. Yeah, that's and what it I was, thought it would be. Yeah, so but it was fine. It, <laughs> it was a yeah, long. Chair. There was nobody else up there, so it was nice and private yeah. for our for our just, time. I got just to yell at every, people. Yeah, every time that uh, people walked by on the street below, Chase had a bag of uh, honey <laughs> barbecue twist Fritos, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey." You guys want a barbecue Frito? <laughs> <laughs> and one drops from eight floors above. <laughs> so, yeah. So then uh, the next day, we got up at, uh, at a reasonable hour, believe it or not. And uh, we went down to a, this place called the Sun Diner. Had, had a cool little breakfast in a, in a, music, in a music diner. It was pretty good. Down, yeah, on, really down good. on Broadway. And uh, get out of there, walk out the door, and there's a boot shop. And Dakota's like, we need to go look at boots. I was like, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. And I'm I'm thinking in my head, total tourist trap. Who would ever buy anything here? Buy one, get two free. I saw the boots, and he, I saw the boots that Dakota was contemplating. He he went. I don't in know who would within, ever. Hold on, I don't know who would ever buy boots there. Within three minutes, he's got his shoes off and he's trying stuff on. <laughs> oh yeah, I love I love 
wearing boots. Like they're just, I felt like a kid in a candy store. I've never seen him so excited. Probably we, within 10 minutes, I had the three picked out. Yeah, we were done in eight minutes. You have great style. Except for those boots, they he, were they were like red and orange and he yellow. He bought suede cowboy boots. <laughs> I did suede cowboy They're boots. They look like awesome. space boots. Yeah, like the top parts of them are silver and they have like blue stitching in them, and then the bottom parts like a gray suede. It's literally what you would get your nephew when he's three and loves to wear ca- play cowboys. Oh, and Indians, yeah. right? absolutely! <laughs> like, so we had a, we had a good time with that. Dakota spent an untold amount of money on boots, and uh, I'm like, okay, time to adult for a minute. There is no way in hell I'm carrying around three pairs of boots all day with us because we're going to leave them at a bar. Someone's having fun. We must stop We this. have to stop it. <laughs> so, so we get a claim check for Dakota and we leave his boots behind. We did. And, and at that moment, I we I couldn't spot. even wear them out. Like, no, no. Leave these here. <laughs> when your friends are not on your bachelor party, not willing to be caught in public with you wearing those boots, that should have told you something. They were. <laughs> I, I think I ended up wearing all three pairs at some point during the weekend. <laughs> like we were down there for uh, like just one day. By the time I bought the boots. And I I wore all three pairs in that one day. They're Imagine all broken the kind in. of boots that you'd walk down and your son's in just his whitey tighties <laughs> on a Sunday morning watching racing. And those boots. That's the kind of boots these Spangle are. Spangle sounds to be describing his childhood. Very much. Oh, yeah. No. So the, <laughs> Daddy, uh, what's wrong with Ayrton Senna? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sad days in 1994. Anyway, uh, so we, we, we look across the street. Actually, there was a bar, another bar we were recommended. Nice three-story, cool bar. Would have been a great place if it wasn't two in the afternoon. But uh, it was the honky tonk music. Gar- <laughs> we were the only ones. We were the only ones in there. <laughs> we're the only ones in there, but they're playing Dwight Yoakam. In so downtown, I in downtown Nashville on Broadway, like on a Saturday yeah. for brunch. It was like yeah. we rented the place out. Yeah, <laughs> but, we, like there were still bartenders. We were just the only ones drinking. There but was we a looked, band. We like, looked across the street and we saw a sight. Yep, we saw the president of Russia and the president of the United States. Oh, yeah. Putin and Trump. So we immediately had to go get our picture taken. Yeah. Went over, got... Uh, and the- and Trump, being the businessman that he is, asks for $20 per person. <laughs> yes. They were yes. making bank. Yeah. They have a staff of four for their pictures on the street. That is ridiculous. And they, uh, they take your camera this? for you. Yeah. And Dakota, was it you or uh, Rick that asked uh, where the masks come from? That was... Uh, that was me. I asked where the masks come from, and he said that they ha- they own the rights. He said we own the rights to these masks. No, no they don't. Like, we have the likeness of the president locked down. You can't have <laughs> right. They're the kind of they're the, they were the kind of masks. Like if you've seen people wearing the Kim Jong Un masks, they look they're like super high quality, great smiling masks. Now, was this the bar where you were doing karaoke? So that's that's across Different the street, bar. right in front of it. We walked okay. in, and it's uh, something bees, super bees, or wannabes, wannabes. That was it. So uh, d- we go in, we get our courage, we have a couple more, and uh, Dakota Dakota and I do a traditional to- well, We Are Libertarians Toby Keith song. <laughs> it was uh, Beer, Beer from, from Our horses. horses. There's a video of it, too. There is. Yeah. Oh, I've seen it. Mm. And uh, Whiskey for my man. <laughs> we can't uh, we can't sing the song on here. I don't know if I don't know if we have the rights. I don't want to I don't want to take down the Wall <laughs> Empire because we I upset Willie Nelson. I don't think that if you two sing it, <laughs> YouTube will catch it because it won't match up with the way Toby sings. I think you'll <laughs> be right. probably very correct. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> everyone in the karaoke bar can attest to that. Dakota sounded okay. I sounded like my usual terrible self. I had to do the Toby Keith song portion because Dakota thought he had the better scratchy voice. <laughs> I, I'm more high pitched like Willie is. <laughs> I will never forget when. 
Tanner at one of the wall parties, he was obliterated, of course, and he was he, he had just killed the party karaokeing a Toby Keith song. He walks in and it's just he and I in the kitchen and he goes, "You know what's really weird?" I sound exactly like Toby Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you do, man. He's like, you think I could fill in for Toby Keith sometime? Totally could. Totally I was like, could. absolutely, Tanner. Go for your dreams. He's like, thanks, <laughs> brother. So the other thing that I learned about Dakota, and I knew this, but I didn't realize, like, he really, really, really has a favorite band. Really? Really. Yeah, yeah. Nickelback. No. No. No, he's uh, close, but no cigar. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's it's cake. He likes cake from the nineties. <laughs> they yeah. have like one song. No, well, and, they so, have uh, like eight albums. Boo doo 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 doo. So you're never there. So he's cake. he's like, yeah. uh, I want to listen. I, he, he tells me he's literally in the bathroom, like I should sing "Going the Distance." <laughs> so I'm like, okay, duly noted. We get back to the table. It was a joke, by the way. Like we it, get back to the table. Going the distance is like the uh, the. Kind of a rap song that uh-huh. they did. It's the only and one I know. Yeah, it, so it's like Mid-on-a. really fast paced, basically rap. I don't know all the words. See, you may. <laughs> so I'm like <laughs> trying to tell a joke to Jeremiah, right? Because but he's homeschooled, so he doesn't. Yeah, get but it. I realized immediately. He, immediately, I, realized I sneak he didn't over. know what the song was. Like he doesn't. I know, know the song. I, you're going the distance. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> okay. Mr. Fun over here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I remember that song. I heard it four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> at least he didn't ask for their Aretha Franklin song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's at least a, a, a different type of karaoke song. Right. Right. So we, uh, you know, it, well, yeah. Uh, I, I ask, I sign them up. They, they, bring, they, they know that Dakota had sang whiskey for my, uh, my women or whatever it is. Beers for his, his horses. Be- beers for my right? horses, no. whiskey for my, uh, beer for my men, whiskey for my horses. No. No. Whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. Well, That's that. why I sang the wrong word. <laughs> that too. So, Jeremiah's uh, very flustered. He's very I'm, fidgety. He's more fidgety than I am. <laughs> I'm, uh, Are you okay? No. Do you need a hug? I'm calming myself. You need a spinner? Is this I your do, first need, time? This is my first time on the show. <laughs> we can let Chase take over. Yeah. Just let him host for a bit. He's very, very chill. I'm sleep deprived because we haven't even, we're, we have so much to cover. All right. <laughs> we don't have to do all of that, right? No, we're like, going to. You don't have to do all of it. Like, we had ten topics prepared for last night, and we did three. No, that's fine. So, anyway, the, you're wasting time telling me what we can't cover, old man. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm I'm here to guide you. I don't need I, your let guidance. Let me wrap my arms around you and teach you how to pod, post a podcast. <laughs> you know who I was impressed by? Our bartender. Our bar- she yeah, was rapping? Yeah. Like, yeah, she that was, was impressive. The, yeah, she was full on rapping. She was almost as point. good as Tommy down at Spiceland at, the, uh, at, the, <laughs> <laughs> at, uh, at Montgomery's when Tommy sings. So, anyway, we... Uh, Dakota does cake. He's amazing. We're trying to leave, and he runs across a bachelorette party, gets signed up to sing Like a Virgin with the bachelorette, <laughs> and he does it. Everybody's yeah. standing outside, and I look back in, and Dakota is on stage singing. Yeah, she, she had to, like, she told me that she was had to do this scavenger hunt, like complete a scavenger hunt for Nashville bachelorette parties, and one of them was sing karaoke with a bachelor. So I was like, She's like, will you do it? And I was like, well, I can't sing. And she goes, no, you're going to do it. And I was like, what's the song? And she goes, I can't tell you. And I was like, just tell me the song. Do you know the song? And she goes, I don't even know it. My mom is just the one that signed us up. I was like, oh, my God. He almost backed out. Yeah, and then as we were leaving, she he was went on the stage and he jumped like up. Like a man. There. I was proud of him. Who, who was drunker, you or her? Oh, definitely her. Yeah, like, this was uh, early for in sure. the day for us. Very early in the day for us. So we uh, – 
We, we, we left there, went back, took a nap, decided we're going to go back uh, back out for a little while. I did while. not nap. <laughs> well, some of us nap. Uh, the older out. people in the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Those over 30 had to have a timeout. Dude, I understand. Trust me. I have to take a nap before every podcast now because I can't get through it. <laughs> I get it. We, uh, we, we checked out a hookah bar, which turns out to be the most racially uh, diverse thing we did the entire time in Nashville. Right. I was we were the amazed. only white people in there. Yeah. Like there's probably 80 other people. And w- it was like empty whenever we walked in, right? Uh, no, we had to fight for a table. You were maybe a little buzzed at that point. Yeah. We had maybe. we had to no, walk around and try restaurant. to find a table. Yeah, there's probably 80 people in there and uh, the four of us or five of us. The five of us were, were it. Yep. Yeah. Everybody and else was from We ended up making like great friends there. They right. were the like, nicest people we met. They were buying me Dakota's shots. Oh. They were buying me not just shots, like entire glasses of whiskey. Yeah. I get a text at one point and it says, Jeremiah has five new black friends. <laughs> <laughs> it was ten by the time the night was over. We were talking about Alabama football and, you know. It was, you remember Willie T. Ribs? I know. <laughs> I, no, it was, I had street cred because I could actually remember that uh, the Shula boy that was head coach at Alabama before. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Before, uh, before Saban. And the guy's like, oh, I've never heard anybody else ever make a, a, a Dave Shuler reference <laughs> or Mike Shuler, whichever one it was. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so we, we were there and poor Chase. He's like, everybody's been buying rounds of this and that. They're pitching in, doing a great job. Chase sends his card up and the lady comes back and it doesn't work. Uh Oh, oh, and that's that's, that's like the worst, isn't it? Well, I kind of saw it coming because I had checked my little phone app and I saw there was money missing. So I was like, well, I'll try to spin it before the other guy gets it. So I was like, I got this round, guys, and He's, I sent it up there, and it's declined. It was oh. gone. I was so he, bummed. It's like but, heartbreaking. But it he is. steps up yeah. still, and I think you, like, Cousin Rick had covered the drinks, yeah. and, and, and you covered all of the other stuff. Yeah. So Luckily, the, the bar we went to the other night was cash only, so I did have cash on me. That's good. So I lucked but out But then there. you were wiped out for the Then night. I was out, yeah. 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 That's the worst. That's when Jeremiah stepped up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I gave him the rest of the cash that I had. <laughs> Uncle Chair. You, ended, yeah, up, you I ended up getting uh, it figured out, though, right? Everything, yeah, yeah. I, I went to the bank today. The good folks at Main Source Signed the form. They're, uh, they're investigating it. Good. <laughs> They'll have your money back so. within weeks. Yeah. It's all in Miami. <laughs> He's uh, it just it, well, uh, I can loan you about uh, $25, <laughs> but uh, you're going to have to do some yard work when we get back to uh, Henry County. No, no. We, we, so we went from there. We wound up going back to a, a, another Division Street area or whatever because we were told there's a place called Rebar. There's a place called Winners or Losers where we got to check out. And we don't go to either of those immediately. Find a place that's called the Blue Bar. You didn't go to Rebar immediately. I, eventually, we went to Rebar. Have to. Rebar was, like, was not our scene, by the way. It really? Was too, it was too industrial. Jeremiah for us. starts walking up and he goes, "Oh, look! It's actual <laughs> Rebar. There's Rebar here." He was geeking out. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and then, then he's and then like I look taking at a picture of the signs, and then he realizes that it is our steel, his company's Rebar, and he's like. <laughs> This is so cool. <laughs> I still don't like this place. But <laughs> yeah. Too many yuppies. No, it was uh, it was grungy. It mm. was that. I liked it. Was dark, it wasn't yeah. too bad. I liked I it. I liked the place across the street a lot it was more. Pretty yeah, packed, that's though. for sure. We had so, more fun there. So we had gotten there and we were all sitting down. There's like couches and stuff, and I everybody went to the bar and got a drink. And I look over and Chase is sitting there just sad with his arms folded. I realized, oh my god, 
it's like six o'clock and Chase doesn't have any money. This cannot stand. Uh, oh, <laughs> I was crushed. Oh, I, I bet. I've been in that situation. Yeah, that's like the worst feeling ever. So none of us decided to buy him drinks and he just stayed sober on it. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> it was awful. We needed a designated driver. No, oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> no that's, that's not true. No, at we all. literally got to Nashville and left the, left the vehicle parked the yeah. entire time. We, uh, I, I showed. I forced myself upon Dakota and made him create an Uber account so he would get <laughs> cheap Ubers. If every yeah. 10 minutes. Did you create that Uber account yet? 10 minutes. Ten. It was like every three minutes on the dot. It was like he's watching the clock, and as soon as it goes from 15 to 18, he's like, hey, did you get that Uber yet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on. Let's go. And he didn't do it. So we're no, down there. We we're still on- have three hours before we're in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> but but first it, one's free. In my defense, we get to the street and Dakota's like, "Oh my god, I thought I had keyed all this in and he has to get his credit card out and put everything on." And so we're like, "Where's the car, Dakota?" I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> it's very so, true. I, yeah, I, I admit to all of it. And nothing is worse when like you're ignoring Jared because he's bossing you around, <laughs> and then he's right. And then, but then like. You mess it up like that, and then, then of end course up he's got that. He's too got, long. Look like, at him! Look at him! He's so happy. Look at the <laughs> grin on his face. He's just you've, so happy. You've ignored him like one too many times, right? Like, and there it is. And then he, when he's right, that s-eating grin. He's just like <laughs> beaming. It's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. You're welcome. <laughs> if only you had listened to me. I've, I, I already started it on Chase. Poor Chase. Uh, three years ago, he got himself measured for suit for his suit, and he used the real measurements. And he's like anybody else. He's gotten a little thicker. I've had a desk job for the last year. <laughs> oh, Put on yeah. like ten to fifteen pounds. How old are you? Twenty-two. Okay, yeah, because your metabolism it starts to slow at twenty-two. Then once you get to like twenty-eight, then it gets worse, and then thirty-two. Oh, buddy, that's it's, what I hear, man. Yeah, it's it's rough. But Jer looks great. He's lost ha- like twenty-seven. Half, yeah, at least a toddler. We're uh, he's yeah. down a toddler. We're right taking now. extreme measures here. <laughs> it's gotten it's gotten to be so bad that Bittner reached out to me today and asked me to be on his podcast. <laughs> he's he's lost so much weight. It's become noticeable. Bittner's trying to put him on the keto podcast. Oh man! So uh, yeah, so Chase, I, I I was I was life coaching today. And I said, hey man, I got my I I've lost weight, so I had to have my jacket redone. Like mm-hmm. I had to get different jackets inside. I measured. And I was like, Chase, we had a lot of fun dancing at the Blue Bar. You got to be able to dance, so get yourself some pants that work. He's it's not free. that big. Listen, I'm still holding out. Like all I needed to do is lose about two or three pounds. I'll be good. <laughs> like they they you buckled, have, you know. Just cut weight. They're you just know, a little tight. You just can't bend days. over. It's too late now. The tux company said that you have to let them know that the, it doesn't fit within 48 hours. Oh well. So basically, you need to be like put a. a, a, a trash bag on yourself and run around the neighborhood yeah, and chase chickens. We're talking about or Chase. Or just wear blue jeans. We're talking about Chase and his wardrobe issues and Quentin, the other person that was with us from Afghanistan, is like He's really he, uh, from Indiana, but uh, he yeah. did spend some time in Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's not Alu Akbar, right? He goes, don't sweat it, dude. Just like, uh, you know, don't eat anything and just drink a bunch of water for like three days and you'll be good. <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> I know he's not wrong. Go That's keto. what's funny. It's like, okay. Yeah. I probably started that like so, three days before the wedding. There we go. So, uh, <laughs> let's see. We, we are went to. Uh, are you going to go on the uh, the keto cast and uh, and tell him that you do a high carb, low protein diet? <laughs> is that true? I'm doing the South Beach. Oh, okay. It's the glycemic index. Ah, yeah. Which South is prob- Beach is good. Which is probably close to what Bittner's doing, but uh, it's not quite exactly the same. Sure. But it works for me. So, whatever works for anybody else, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not here to proselytize that by that's, any means. That's where it's at. Like, low, like, 
Excuse me. I, I had too many uh, chicken wings before I got here. Um, so let me give you a diet advice. Like for me, like high high protein, low carb, I feel so much better. Yeah. Yeah. And the second I go high carb, I just swell up. Yeah. I Man, I miss donuts, but like pasta and uh, all the other stuff, like bread, I'm fine on that. Potatoes, yeah. I don't, I don't miss that. And beer. You miss beer. I do miss beer a little bit. And I did get, a little, get on a little bit of beer over the weekend. I forgot you had at like one a, point. You had like a... <laughs> Budweiser Select 55. Like yeah, that, so I did. That's I did less of a beer than Mick Ultra. <laughs> I, like, I, it doesn't even. I count. brought a 24 pack of Bud Select 55, and we got to Mount Comfort, got fuel, and I'm like, "Hey Dakota, drink this." And he did. He was a good boy. He got, <laughs> he got I started shot early. It. I didn't just drink it. Yeah, and Quentin the, and I both. And Quentin. Oh, that was the other thing. We got to that pilot station, and we stopped for another another break. And there's <laughs> there's this guy in overalls, he's <laughs> broken down or something. And Dakota and Quentin get out, grab the beers out of the back, shotgun the beers, and the guy's like, "I don't think so. <laughs> I don't need help that bad." Now, are you, Jer? Are you losing weight for the wedding, or are you just losing weight because you're you're like I'm trying to lose weight because I just don't want to be fat anymore. Well, uh, there's a lot of reasons. You know, it's, a, it's the right thing to do. But honestly, I was just really trying to mess with Audrey and be awkwardly sized and uh, <laughs> in my suit for the wedding. <laughs> All right, that's a funny and answer. It, he succeeded. It got here, and he looked like a kid wearing his dad's suit. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. I yeah. don't know about you, but at, I'm 34. You're 34. 34, yeah. I'm yeah. two months older than you. Like, don't is, – isn't it something about 32, 33 when, like, life hit you and you're, like, all of a sudden going – Oh, I could get, I could die. I might die one day and I don't want to go out painfully and I'm getting older now. I should lose I weight. I feel like, I feel like this is like the moment where you're like, hey, if you're going, if you're going to go, you better, it, like right now, your, your body's still working on your side. Exactly. So, so let's not be stupid. Right. Like enjoy whatever you want for like the next like two years, but then like 24, 25, get to it because you don't want to be a fat, gross piece of <laughs> me. So anyway. But we like the new image. We like the flannel and the hat spangle. I, well, I was coming out to – I'm coming out to the country. So I'm out in the country right now. And I, kn- I knew that I needed to wear my flannel, my Field and Stream flannel, my Carhartt pants, and my Columbia hat. Have so. you been to Rural King lately? I have I have not been in several years, but I do like Rural King a lot. That's where I went today to get my my Hunter Orange for uh, for today, and I got a new flannel shirt because you know why not? It's the season. They're thirteen bucks. It's the most. It's the best value in shirt you'll ever find. I literally only buy all my clothes and shoes at Dicks. Like I go to Dicks twice a year, and I buy winter and I will buy summer. So like my shorts are all like fishing shorts. I haven't touched a fish in probably ten years. That's not true. <laughs> you and I caught fish two. That's years right. Ago, You're right. But like. It's when you are when you are chubby and you when you sweat a lot and you stand up. Fishing sort, shorts fishing and golf sh- shorts are they dry immediately? Uh, they're amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. So, I like the uh, yeah the, the the pro fishing shirts too. But I these these Carhartts these are like f- fleece lined Carhartts, so they look like business outside, but they're like sweatpants on the. So you're listening yeah. to. Laundry talk with uh, Jeremiah Morrill, <laughs> Dakota Davis, Chase Let's Payton, and Boss Let's get back to your Hogg. super exciting yes. party that I didn't get invited to. So, Go ahead. So uh, Dakota, in one of his many Ubers that he ordered over the weekend, I don't know how many he ordered. I, he probably went well past the <laughs> free like, number. I like $60 in Uber. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At one point, we get one, and I said, oh, maybe it was mine. It said driver hearing impaired. I said, this is going to be fun. Oh, no. Because we were trying to get – I'm like, we'll get this driver, and he's going to take us to buy cigarettes because somebody had run out. Or we had run somebody out of cigarettes, or I don't know how. It, it, nobody has the real details at this point no. for legal legal reasons. And uh, so we're like, we're going to try to get this guy to stop off at a gas station and then take us to the wherever we were going. For Cousin Rick. But I said, uh, Dakota's in charge of this. So I put Dakota in charge of communicating with the driver. 
Yep. Because Dakota knows sign language. Hmm. I took three years of sign language in high school. It was dark outside. Yeah. <laughs> well, the okay, so the driver pulls up, and we, um, you know, the first thing that you notice if you're from Indiana is that he's uh, of Indian descent. Mm-hmm. So he's an Indian guy. Red dot. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Let's see, that's he, racist. Yeah. He looks like Aziz Ansari. Uh-huh. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, he was from South Carolina. Yeah. On, on Tom Haverford. Well, see, so we we stop at the gas station. I, <laughs> I stay in the car because I don't need to go in the gas station, and I'm talking to him, and he's just not really understanding what I'm saying, obviously, because he's hearing impaired. And at one point... <laughs> <And> foreign, so... <laughs> at he, one was, point, he was trying to sign very slowly. <laughs> what, was he signing an Indian? <laughs> no. At one point, at one point, I go... So how long have you been an Uber driver? And he said, no, I'm from Nashville. I was born here. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, great, now he thinks I'm racist. Like, You're not pulling one over on me. <laughs> now he thinks I'm a racist. This is awesome. I'm sure he gets that a lot. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm sure he does, but like, it, it just wasn't what I was asking. <laughs> you, you don't have a racist face. It, went, it, got, it got worse, didn't it? Eh, not didn't, really. Didn't you become a guy from Memphis, too? Oh, yeah. He said, where are you guys from? And I, I said, we're from Indiana. And he goes, yeah, I've never been to Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, so, but he was, he was a good dude. Got us where we needed to be. And, uh, yeah, we got your dropped off. It was great. I, I went ahead and tipped him $3 because I felt it was the right thing to do since he thought I was racist. I right. saw Nick tip him too. I think everybody guilty tipped the guy. Absolutely. I, I literally had five bucks out too. And I saw, I saw Nick tip or, or Rick tip him or Bill tip him or whatever I'm his name sure was. I'm sure I called him Rick the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and 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 Rick uh, Rick took care of him, so we were good. Now Rick had a struggle of his own when we got back that night. He had gone to the roof one last time. Oh, this no, is the best story of the night. He was not on the ledge, was he? He went yeah. up to the roof to smoke, and we were done. We were donezo. Ex- it's like exhausted. It's like three fifteen in the morning. Oh yeah. Uh, it was really like four fifteen. Like the, the time had changed. It was it was late. We were done. Chase went to bed. I was sleeping on the futon by myself. We were laying very across comfortable. from each other. We were looking at each contact. other, just as we usually do. It was a lovely moment. <laughs> Dakota and uh, and his date had the private room. Yep. Uh, because you Me always, Quentin. when you do a bachelor party, by the way, here's here's the rules. You 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 take care of the bachelor. You make sure he doesn't pay for hardly anything, and he gets a real bed. So we did those two things. Chase and I are you know making jokes back and forth or whatever, and I said I'll sleep comfortably once my cousin joins me here in the in the bed. And I, I fell asleep. That was, that's the last thing I remember. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I wake up at 6 in the morning and look at my phone, and it says, uh, I'm locked out. Oh, no. <laughs> Somebody shut the door behind me. I'm locked out on the roof. And this has been three or four this hours. Literally, <laughs> literally a plot from the it's bachelor. The hangover. The hangover. Yeah. <laughs> Only there's no tigers. It's just like yeah. a little yellow kitten. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh my God, we've lost Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up the entire house freaking out. Only without yeah. that Asian guy in the trunk. Jeremiah literally guy. storms into the bedroom. <laughs> Quentin and I are asleep on the bed. And he goes, and he's just, like busting out, like howling, laughing, and he's like, "Nick locked himself out." Like I need this. his instincts to immediately mock him, not to go help him. Well, no, it was rescue mode because uh, Rick had uh, had had texted. All he did was texted twice. He texted "wakey wakey," and he never phoned. He never did anything. <laughs> if this had happened to me, I would have called. Fate. I would have called every oh, single person. Chris, could you imagine? 
if this happened to Jeremiah. Oh, he, he'd be he'd figure out how to be Spider-Man and knock on the window just to let you know he was locked out. This would be unacceptable. There's you walk, Your buddy Rick, he'd just walk up there and he's covered in dew. He's peacefully sleeping. Jared I would, have, would be stomping. I would have started a bonfire. Right? And burned, the entire town would have known. The place down. He, there would have been a mattress on the roof. I he would have, have been. He would have been walking outside and, and just telling random strangers, I'm locked in my room, my room up there. Nobody answering their phone i'm locked out <laughs> he'd be pretending it was a horse show and yelling from the room yes so uh <laughs> no so i'm like oh my god i i text nick back rick back immediately and uh or bill whatever his name was and i i know that i don't have the keys and i'm like i gotta have the keys myself to get back in because you get one set of keys for the building and this place is like fort knox you need a key to go anywhere there's a fob there's a garage fob there's passcodes there's keys for the doors and quentin has them so i had to Break him out of bed. Quentin had them in his pocket, and he was asleep. <laughs> so, found those. Went downstairs, and it turns out Rick had did have the keys to his vehicle. So he slept in his vehicle <laughs> in the passenger seat on the street. So he managed to get down. I imagine he was locked on the roof, so he was. He able was. To get he, down. Yeah, they were one way doors, so okay. he could get out or whatever, but he couldn't right. get back in. Hilarious. Or no, he probably how the hell did he walk through the cars. No, he, he probably walked, he walked from the from the roof of the parking garage all the way down yeah. to oh, the okay. street. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, like a, 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 a Dakota. This is radio, and so he was making like a spiral motion with his fingers yeah. down, you know, down down, down and, and through. Truly, well, a, if a, they want to be able to see this stuff, then they got to start watching an our artist, YouTube videos. Uh, you're a true artist with words. So uh, Rick is uh, at that point try- desperately trying to find a restroom, and he says that he, the lady should be, feel very secure in Nashville because there are no dark alleys. He tried, <laughs> <laughs> and everything was closed. So uh, I think he finally wound up finding McDonald's about uh, six, six or seven in the morning when I came down to get him. Brought him upstairs, and he was like, "I'm going home. This is over." Oh, he, was, he was done. I don't blame him. Yeah, I'd be so furious. I yeah, it would have been awful. Like I'm particular, and so like ah, uh, there's no sleeping in my car. I would have gone home that night. I would have been like, all of his stuff was in the room. Uh, he still left. <laughs> he well, he came back upstairs oh, okay. to the room and got his stuff and left. Uh, yeah, but it was uh, it was wild. So that was the uh, that was the grand finale. It sounds wild. You had a broken light on your on your uh, yes yeah. We had uh, we had a victim it was karaoke. Somebody was stuck, and there was an Indian. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we had all of the tenants of a great story. Here was my bachelor party. I went your first bachelor party. My, uh, my yes, uh, my my brother appointed himself the best man, and then he we all went to an Italian restaurant, and then we were going to go to Crackers downtown to see a comedy show. We get there, the show was canceled because nobody wanted to see the comedian. And then I went home. I was home by nine o'clock, and I watched uh, my big fat not. not yeah, my big fat Greek wedding uh, <laughs> with my now ex-wife, and then we went to bed. Sounds like a great time. When yeah. I'm in charge of planning Jeremiah's bachelor party, <laughs> I will make sure that you're invited. Thank to you, Dakota. At and least one of you is my I friend. I definitely want to take you to a hookah bar just to see how you <laughs> oh, act. I've I, I've never been to a hookah bar, but I am a lot of fun. Dakota Get- and Danny are, uh, are I'm sure they're going to conspire against me. Oh, you're in, in trouble. many ways. <laughs> no, this is this is what I said, Chris. We're going to let Jeremiah plan all of it. Like, oh. just let him loose on it, and he'll have everything planned down to the hour. You know how he does. There's not going to be for yeah. the entire weekend. And then what we do 
is we kidnap him the weekend before and take him somewhere totally <laughs> Exactly, <bad>. yes. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, I'm joking about not being invited because who wants to live under this caliphate? <laughs> I mean, honestly, the, the, as, as Ross Tickner, I don't know if you guys have talked about on the podcast, the amazing drawings of Ross Tickner in the, in the Facebook group. The one where he made Jeremiah look like the Incredible Hulk was <laughs> the, incredible. The like, Ayatollah <laughs> of Henry County. I howled when I saw it. You gotta go. On the drive. On the drive back, I made every one of them admit that they had a good time. Admit you had a good time partying with me. Did you have a good time? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty good time. Did you have a really <laughs> good time? <laughs> my God. Dakota drunkenly said he loved me too, so my life was completely Aww. fine. Yeah, it was well, good. Well, <laughs> I, I started saying that to him about a month ago to make it awkward, and then he finally said it back. So now every got, every time he would no like power. leave the house or something, he'd be like, "Love you, Dakota," and I'd be like. See ya. <laughs> oh, are you going to cry at his wedding because he's getting married to Audrey and not you? <laughs> no, Audrey is uh, Audrey's doing very well. All right, so we are on the We Are Libertarians Network. What's what's up next on the schedule? Let me see. <laughs> All right, this is the scheduled time about you. How, sir. how are we making time? Are we? Yeah. So is this what you do every episode? You invite a guest and then you make them sit through your stories for like. Pretty the much, first yeah. This is how we treat congressional candidates. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is really something. You invite a guest, and then you make them awkwardly sit there for 30 minutes. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, it's only like 10 minutes. <laughs> we don't have a bachelor party every weekend. I get it. Boy, we should, but no, I would be broke. Oh, my gosh. $60 on Uber rides. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Well, now back to me. I really am broke. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor buddy. That shouldn't be so funny, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's happening with Wall? Big changes. Lots of changes. Updates. Not 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 really lots of changes. Uh, this is a good changes. time to plug your show tomorrow night, by the way. Yeah. Thir- the Thursday night episode. <laughs> episode 245. Dakota and I conspired about this months ago, and uh, I said, yeah, you want to come on Wall? And he's like, sure, I'll come on this date. And he's like... All right, I'll see if Jer wants to come. And I said, no, 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 <laughs> just you. And, so, because it, <laughs> and so I love to invite Dakota on the podcast without Jeremiah. And yesterday he's like, two days ago, he's rubbing his hands together. He's like, this is going to be exciting. Boss Hogg's coming on, no, on no, Real no, Libertarians. No, no, no. And I said, no, 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 no. No, I had Dakota. a panic moment. Spangle's like, uh, Dakota, you're still doing the show Thursday? I'm like, oh, my God, I've messed up my schedule, and I don't have it on the schedule. So I'm like... <laughs> Are we doing the show Thursday? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dakota's doing the show Thursday. It was so much fun. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy. I truly am like, I, I feel like the, the, the guy that found Dakota as the little league scout. Right. And he's made the big leagues. <laughs> right. And I'm thrilled that he's, that he's going on the show all by himself. Yeah. So, and I get Thursday to myself. So, uh, he and Shane Zollner and I, maybe James Neese will be, <laughs> you never know with him. <laughs> we'll be talking about, uh, the, the title of the show is Tough Love for the Libertarian Party. So we're going to talk about about some of the stuff that's been going on in the Libertarian Party, the election results, and and talk a little bit about that. And we've added uh, – so about a month and a half, two months ago, we added a Patreon. It actually was, I think, August at this point. Uh, we added a Patreon, and within a month, we had $1,000 a month in pledges. So we went from making 150 200 bucks a month, which the cost to run the We Are Libertarians Network – is somewhere around five hundred bucks a month, and so I you just have want eight podcasts on the network. Right eight now. podcasts, and uh, it's it's not so much that the podcasts, like the podcasts, really only cost me like eight dollars a month. I mean, the the actual podcast, We Are Libertarians, 
is just what takes up so much of my time. I mean, that that five hundred a month is not including my time. I mean, I spend uh, twenty hours a week easily on We Are Libertarians, not only on the back end stuff, on the website, on all the features that go into it, all the RSS feeds that have to be adjusted, and it's it's and an it, incredible it, amount of work. Just the work yeah. I do to put this one on the air is on the back end after you know to edit it and get it on and get it posted everywhere. And yep. Dakota Dakota carries his share too. Yeah, it's two hours, two and a half hours of work for me every I, week. And I do all that by myself, and I do two shows a week. And uh, so one part of adding the Patreon was adding a second show, which I thought we would it would be three or four months before we'd add a second show. We had. In three, three days, days. it yeah, was three, three days, days before we started doing the second show, and uh, it's it's been really cool because the there's been kind of a several different things that have happened with We Are Libertarians over the last since late August, adding the Patreon and building out all the rewards and and building community within those rewards like a new Facebook group. Second, Harry built a Discord chat. So if you're a gamer, we have a Discord chat at wearelibertarians.com that you can join. And that's been really cool to have that new little community spring up. Every time those people say at all, my phone goes off. That's the only time I know anything about Discord. (laughs) And uh, then I I had uh, my main co-host left the show, and he did a lot of the prep. And, um, you know, the conversation and the shows that I did about that – uh, really brought a lot of people. A lot of people sent me nice, really nice notes and supportive notes, and and uh, so it was that was pretty cool. And then um, another episode where I basically just said, you know, I I we we've built a show based on memes and offensiveness, and yeah, you 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 guys have been edge words ever since I've been listening to absolutely like, like Hitler jokes and right. It, Things like that. So it's a pivot now. So what? Yes. What I have on the show notes is that you're trying to be uh, less Milo <laughs> and uh, more Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Yeah, like, and it has nothing to do with any of the co-hosts that left. Like, I want to say that and be very clear about that because a lot of it was me trying different things. So I've done this for six years. I've been a podcaster for nine, and I've done We Are Libertarians for almost six, and. You try a bunch of different things, and I think over the course of this show, you guys will try a bunch of different things and experiment and see what works and what doesn't. And, you know, three years from now, you may go, I don't want to focus on local stuff. I want to pivot to national stuff. Three years from now, Dakota's going to be like, we're going to fire Jer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take him anymore. He's So with We Are Libertarians, there's just been, uh, yeah, it's been edgy, and that's been kind of over the last year and a half. We've, we've just, I don't know, like the introduction of the – 4chan culture into our little circle just kind of took us to places that I don't know I hadn't really thought about how that would be perceived and I didn't I didn't and don't really care like I don't really care about how we are libertarians and how I am perceived I'm doing what I think is funny what I think is right what I think is truthful what I think is relevant to to what I have to say and I think after really kind of thinking a lot, you know, when you when you go through something that is basically kind of a, a really crummy thing. It's a major and, transition. And a major through. transition with uh, a really close friend and uh, a partner. Uh, and, you know, I've gone through that at work. You know, obviously at work one of the co-hosts retired. And, and so I've seen how that works. For even them. more emotionally, Jeff divorced you. <laughs> no, Jeff and I, Vibbert and I still talk every day. He FaceTimed, tried to FaceTime me while I was here. So, no, my, my life over the last four years has been a lot of transition. And I got divorced almost four years ago. 
and there is a lot of emotional stuff that goes into that. And this is the first year where I've really had any self confidence. And, we can tell with the flannels. Oh, I'm well. I'm trying to not look like a homeless person. Um, it's called fashion, Jer. Look it up. Oh, well. <laughs> and uh, I, I like f- having self confidence and self esteem for the first time in my life. I have never really. I didn't really know how to handle that, and so I think I I tried to put uh, to portray that in ways that I wasn't like kind of upon per- further reflection. Just go. I don't think that I want to do this anymore. And I lay it all out in episode 242, but uh, I'm not – like the character stuff I just don't think is what people are interested in. And I'm not interested in doing it and having it cost friendships or any of that kind of stuff. And I don't want – I've seen like my friend Jeff go to Barstool, Heartland, and you know they built uh, a culture of joking with each other. And it opening up his Twitter is an absolute nightmare for him. And like, I just don't want to build an audience that is based on being mean to each other because I just don't think that's who I am as a person. And I don't think that like, because it, I think it has always kind of annoyed a lot of us on the back end. Like it's okay if like I make a meme about Jer or vice versa, but like when other people get you don't have the permission to make fun of some people. You know, sometimes and, people will draw you as Ken Bone just for spite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so it's one thing if you're joking with your friends, but if this really grows, you're going to get in a situation where people that don't know you are saying things and joking with you in a way that they didn't have permission to joke, and it becomes like just kind of I don't know, it just doesn't work, and it creates a culture that's really nasty, and I don't want to go down that road. And it's I, all started with Canadian jokes, didn't it? Uh, right. Like people don't know how to. People don't know what's funny. Like I know what's funny, and uh, you know, like obviously, Greg is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. He knows what's funny, but I don't think five years from now, if this thing is huge, that the mass audience is going to know what's funny. And I don't want to get in a situation where I'm on the air preaching tolerance and respect and Donald Trump shouldn't say that and then at the same time like our community and the show are not reflective of those words I think it's so it's so I really had to take a step back after and anytime I go through something I really take a step back and like look at my own actions what could I do differently how can I change how can I be a better person what did I contribute to this situation and I think it just kind of made me reevaluate a lot of stuff and go, I don't think that I'm being I – I don't think that I'm having enough integrity where the different parts of my, my identity are integral to every aspect of my life and I need to do a better job at reflecting everything that I truly believe. And it's a I whole think, lot easier if you're honest to yourself and all of this, isn't it? If you're uh, just if you're not if you're not trying to play a character or as much of a character. I've never I've never played a character and I've never said anything that was dishonest. But I think that the show I would specifically try to do things that would get a rise out of people. Like there was like a specific word that I said that was inflammatory, and I did it specifically to get a rise out of one person. And like I just thought back, like I don't, I, I don't need to be doing that. Like that doesn't further the actual goal of what I'm trying to do, which is to inform people about the news, to inform people about current events, and to hopefully get them to see what a libertarian believes through that conversation. And so I've really had to reflect on how I am programming the show and what is actually going to uh, help me achieve my mission the best way possible and i think if you really look at the stats too it's just clear like people 
people want to understand the current events. They want to understand the news. They want to understand what's going on in the world. And they want to understand it from a libertarian that they trust. And they want to, like, I don't think that you can – you also just kind of lose a lot of your audience if, if you're if – you're promising them in the show title that you're going to talk about russia and then you spend an hour and a half not talking about russia and you finally get to it at the end so, so we uh we did listen to uh, i listened to what some of the new format and mm-hmm. what you're doing with harry uh, on last night's show on, yeah. on the uh, i guess this all of the shows are free right like you have some bonus content but the extra show is free it just they're just delayed a little bit yeah so we are libertarians mm-hmm. the program the two shows a week if you're a Patreon subscriber for $5 a month, you get the two shows unedited at higher quality the night we record them, and then I release those shows the next day whenever I get around to editing and posting them. And then you also get some bonus content, and that generally works out to be 30 to 60 minutes a week of extra content. Like last night, Harry and I had a conversation about what it's like to be a stay-at-home dad and how do women interact and men interact with him as a, as a single – like not a single dad, a stay-at-home dad – um, and had a lot of really interesting perspectives. Harry is a black man, and to be out in the world with a child in the middle of the day, is it's very interesting to see how people interact with him and hear his perspective. So, Well, people can pay the five to but five so, bucks Some of us pay $7 a month because they're part of the Jeremiah Moral <laughs> Peace Society. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, like what, what I'm trying to do is to cover more subjects and cover it in a way like not – because there's a lot of I'm I'm very nervous, <laughs> and I've really been very overwhelmed and depressed over the last year or the last month because you build an audience and a big audience around a certain format and a certain type of show, and then to say I'm not going to do that in that way anymore and I'm going to pivot to something else, you hope that that audience sticks with you and you hope that your community sticks with you. And so far, the audience has been nothing but awesome. I've not had one negative comment. I mean, it's it's really been a lot of people coming and saying, like, I'm glad you're sticking with what what I really what you really want. And honestly, I wish I had listened to some of those co-hosts that had said, like, the the content that people actually want is not the comedy; they want the politics. And well, this this and, last but, one was great. I got to listen yeah. to you guys did daylight saving time. You did some on uh, uh, the on, shooting in on, Texas, on the shooting rights. in Texas. And you've, the format you've changed a little bit. You're picking up a lot of audio sound bites now, and you're playing. Yeah, it's a little bit longer form, consume the news kind of a show. Yeah, so I want I want people to understand all of the context around a story. Like, if, I think we live in a world where people just see the headlines on Facebook, and they don't understand what that means. So, like, most of your listeners probably saw a couple weeks ago a trans woman. Uh, there was an incident with a trans woman and a child in a bathroom, and that really fit into the narrative the narrative of the right. But what the new what you didn't pick up on those posts was that this was a known predator in a house bathroom. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the way that the narrative portrayed it. And I think you have to understand those complexities and those nuances. And that's what We Are Libertarians does because we're not attached to the left or the right. We're really independent thinkers. We and and, and in a lot of ways we're in the middle. We can break down these complex subjects and give you an opinion that you're not going to have in other ways. So, I, I want to I want to give people a, a that that broader perspective. Talk about the complexity. We don't live in a simplistic society where everything's a binary choice, and do it in a fun way 
where like I don't think that we've been boring. I don't think that we've been untrue to what we do. I just think we've been less crass, and that's really the goal. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that every show is going to be clean. We're still going to have curse words. We're still going to talk, and the way that people talk. But it's not going to be – it's the intent. You know, I'm going to be very intentional about what I talk about. And, uh, you know, sometimes some people will slip and say a curse word as opposed to I'm going to use cursing to make my point. And I think that's kind of the – that's specifically where I'm, I'm heading with it. And I think I've I've lost a lot of the choice to kind of go down a road where – you're you're basically um, I can't say it on this program where you're basically trolling. You 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 make a decision to lose a broader audience, but you build a really tight community. And so now I'm pivoting and saying I'm going to open it up to a broader audience. You're going from narrow casting to to broadcasting, broadcasting again. a little yeah. bit a little bit more. I mean, there's still we're not going to be for everybody and. You know, but it is a lot of work. I mean, I I really got to be honest. I got lazy relying on other people doing the show prep, and because I was building a platform, and I can't ever thank some of those people enough. Like, but I'm I've really enjoyed the last month, like diving into the news, dissecting it, prepping for the shows. But it is a lot of work. I mean, well, I spend four hours before an episode reading and studying and writing and getting all the show prep ready for that. Episode. Having having the platform is amazing because it allowed the path for us to launch this show yeah. earlier this spring. Uh, and without we are libertarians, obviously, you know, you guys have provided us with uh, with the with the technology that we need to get on the air. With the uh, with the expertise and uh, and a number of people that follow us, just because we're we are, we are libertarians podcast. Of course, we've picked up people here locally as well, mm-hmm. and it's about a fifty fifty mix, I'd say, Dakota, isn't it? I mean, between yeah. between what we yeah, get, lo- you know, so. our local mix versus our, you know, you know, Ross Ticknauer up in Wisconsin, or right. or you know, Craig DeCosta in Hawaii, or you know, people all over the place are listening. Yeah, like we've I'm I'm getting ready, and I'm not going to do a lot a lot of uh, new shows because to to be honest, and this is not a knock on you guys in any way. Like those those shows take up time that I now have to devote to We Are Libertarians. Like you guys don't because you guys have, we're have almost self sufficient now. We, right, we exactly. Got the train wheels off. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm not gonna guest host. Like I have, I co-host with Miranda on Miranda's World. Like I'm not gonna do any more of those type of shows because I've got to focus on We Are Libertarians. I'm gonna do some solo shows on the Chris Bangle Show. Like I'm going to break down the Saudi Arabia stuff if I get some time to sit down and behind the microphone and break that down. But we've got another show that we're going to launch that's news, libertarian, news-focused, kind of similar but different to We Are Libertarians. And the person was just like, yeah, I don't know if we should go with that name because nobody knows who I am. I'm like, you're out of the box going to get 500 to 1,000 listeners on your first show just because you're attached to the network. And so you don't need to worry about your name ID because we're going to build it that way. So it's really cool to see our our wall audience support the that, uh, seven other shows. That guy, I don't know if you've done the official announcement, but he, uh, he and I are from the same small county in New York State. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> That's where he gets all of his – we're the birthland for all of his hosts. Yeah. St. <laughs> Lawrence County, New York. That's the homeland of Wall. Well, now I know where to send Bittner back. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, like we've we've built a really cool thing and – uh, I intend to be a full-time political commentator, you know, in the next few years. I mean, that's really what I want to do. And we are libertarians. I think I, I've realized over the last year that this audience is going to allow me to do that. 
as long as I keep working hard and giving them what they want. And and what has really come out of the last few months is a relationship with the audience. Like the the audience has become a friend in a really weird abstract way. And it goes from being like this fun hobby that you're just joking around and doing this with your friends and your living room to, oh, there's an audience out there. And it's not just Christy Avery because for a long time it was just Christy Avery. She was now, our fan. And now I look across the room and there's Christy right, Avery. Yeah, I can't get rid of her now. But like – and I'm – but I'm glad because, you know, like there's – like when – Christy has been a huge financial support to the network, to me. She's your uh, armed bodyguard, I thought. That's what she told me yeah. when she came in, is she was going to be she was going to be packing heat and protect Chris I'm at glad, all, at all but, costs here in the hood. You know, but she's Q. also been a great fan, but now there's people who equal her intensity in fandom for this product. Uh, maybe. I mean, <laughs> they're not here stalking. Your your uh, but, your southern fan gave me one star, one star yeah. today. <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, a really great community and I now I'm now not just doing this show to hang out with my friends on a Thursday night. I'm doing this show out of responsibility to an audience. And that is a that is a mindset shift, but I also have to keep in mind that like I have to have fun and the people that show up Thursday night have to have fun and as long as we're having fun in that conversation, then it's going to work. It'll be fine. Like uh, the audience will get out of it. Like I thought last night's show, episode 244, I think. 44, with Harry, where we talked about gun rights and we talked about DST. Like I thought that was a really good show. That was, it was just Harry and I having a conversation about a bunch of these subjects. And Harry and I had a good time talking and we were joking back and forth. And I just thought, like, it, it, it'll take me a minute to kind of get that chemistry to where I want it again. But. Uh, I'm excited about it because I really feel like I'm at a point in time where uh, I don't know. It's 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 you 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 can look at change with change always has there's fear in it, and you can be paralyzed by the fear. You can drive through the fear, and you can uh, you know there's thousands of people watching right now, and. Uh, uh, not to this, but to we're libertarians, <laughs> uh, and that's that's a a stressor. And I'm I'm embracing it with a positive attitude, saying I can rethink and reshape things in a way that will not only make our audience happier, but also me happier, and do things in a different way that I think are are going to be more fun for me. Um, not that not that what we were doing wasn't fun; it was so much fun. Um, we're just at. It's just different. Like different doesn't mean bad, you know. Like it's different. We're right just now. moving on to the next right. thing, which is right. awesome. And th- and there's been multiple points where we are libertarians in six years. Every podcast morphs. This podcast will morph. Every podcast has evolutions, and different just doesn't mean bad. And I think I'm at a point right now where I'm I'm just choosing not to make it bad. You right. know, I'm choosing to look at it like. Uh, it's just different, and how do you make different fun and good? We're excited that Kahota can be a part of the show tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in the la- in the little bit of program content we had, I mentioned New York State earlier being my homeland. I still have people there. New York, the morals, the homeland. Go Yankees. You, yeah, you know, Yankees. I, I've got Yankee family and Mets family. It's a, either one's fine with me. I don't care. I'm a Rays fan. So the uh, 
Lindsay PV Uh-oh. is uh, hitting me up. Man, you got uh, you're, you're in the DMs over there stealing her cat. So anyway, the uh, the New York State people. I don't know if you know this, Spangle, but in every uh, every other year that ends in seven, meaning 2017, 1997, uh-huh. 1977, or 67, 87, somewhere in there, the state of New York has the opportunity to do a constitutional convention every 20 okay. years. It's on the ballot. Silly. So they. Uh, they had the chance to go in and rewrite the Constitution completely if they wanted to. It was on the ballot yesterday. And I started seeing all of my New York family and friends freaking the hell out. And I'm like, what is this? First of all, who asked for Constitutional Convention? What is it? Yeah. The, uh, the, the New York State uh, voters have the chance every 20 years to say, yes, we want to open up the Constitution. And then they can just basically call, basically call a special session and do what they want. Right. And it, it's been written into their Constitution since the year uh, 1938. And uh, it, it, they've only actually agreed to let them open it up once since the 30s, and it was 1967. They called a general, uh, the General Assembly back or the, whatever their branch is. They went through, passed a bunch of stuff, put it before the voters, and they all voted no. Yep. So this is the uh, – So it's really, it's really kind of strange because the voters have to vote on Election Day. They have to say, uh, yes, we want to host a constitutional convention. And then after all the legislators meet up and they they have all their proposed amendments or whatever, and they're all voted on through the House, um, it is then given to the voters, and the voters decide yes or no again. So, like, super democracy. So in Indiana, what we do is you can amend the Constitution at any point. Right. But you have to go through, and it has to go get approved twice by the General Assembly. So two different – like, over a four-year period, it has to be passed twice. And then it gets on the ballot, and the voters the voters get to vote on it, and that's how we wound up with these stupid property taxes that are due Tuesday that are in the Constitution now. <laughs> uh, don't have to pay property taxes <laughs> if you don't own property. It's not true because the rent you're paying even more. You're, you get taxed at two percent in your home instead not, of one. Not my problem. Yeah, except it's in your <laughs> rent payment, sir. Anyway, the uh, the the people in New York they they don't get the chance to amend the Constitution whenever they want to. So there there were all kinds of different groups that were in favor and opposed. You had like the majority leader in the Senate was a Democrat and was in favor of it, and the minority leader was a Republican and he was in favor of it. But then you would have other, yeah. But it was not politically the, like the, ma- the same. The majority leader in the House, he was against it, and right. he was a Democrat. So it's just it was all over the place. Yeah, it was the, crazy, and everybody that was for it, it just seemed like they were like, oh yeah, well, if we open it up, then we can have this put in there, and it's like well, we can have free ponies for everybody, yeah, and, at, at was, no charge. And it was absolutely ludicrous because it was everybody just wanting to put their own part into the Constitution. And then it turned into fear where the gun people are like, oh, my God, they're going to take our guns away. And the real driving force was the public unions got involved. Yeah. And they started the AFL-CIO got in and said, hey, if they if they open this up, then a lot of the uh, more conservative people in your legislature, which it's New York state. okay? Mm -hmm. think about that for a second. A conservative in New York is not the same as a conservative in Indiana. Like John Gregg, who ran for mayor as a Democrat in Indiana, governor or a governor last or in twenty sixteen, he uh, a year ago today he would be he would be a Republican if he went up to New York. Very nearly, absolutely. Yeah. The, the The problem with the constitutional convention idea, and I've seen a lot of constitutional conservatives and Republicans and libertarians even argue for this idea, and it's so stupid because. It's like the same concept as libertarians saying, I hope it all burns down tomorrow and then we can rebuild it. It's like, do you really think that in this society with the way that people like 
after a hundred years of brainwashing through the media and the school system towards progressive ideas. Are you that ever going to get something better than what's in the law right, right. now? We're going to get a more libertarian society if everything burns down or if that we have a constitutional convention. Like libertarians have to look at what progressives did a hundred years ago with um, Eugene Debs and the progressive party and the socialists in 1912, 1908, when they – Eugene Debs said his goal as the head of the Socialist Party from Terre Haute, Indiana, he said my goal is not to win the presidency. My goal is to move the Democratic Party left and if you look at the 1912 Socialist Party platform – that he ran on, it's like Barack Obama's and Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders' entire. I mean, it's it's Bernie Sanders is to the left of that platform now, and it's because they had a plan, a hundred year plan, to move people towards that place, and that's where libertarians have to start. That's where constitutional conservatives have to start. We have to start thinking about education. That's one of the reasons I started the podcast is that I felt that I could be more effective doing this than through electoral politics. You can have a constitutional convention, and but you're not going to get a – you're going to get more democracy. Like the democratic process in California is because of Eugene Debs. Eugene Debs you, – In of California, his, you just have an idea, put it on the ballot, put, everybody votes and, and, yes or no. And people can vote on it. And part of that platform also was removing the Senate appointments by the legislature towards public uh, – Popular vote. Uh, popular vote. And now you have a Senate. The whole point of the Senate was to cool the, the passions of the people which were represented in the House – And the Senate was designed to kind of cool all that and slow the entire process down and keep all of these big government ideas from creeping in. You'd have to change the legislature out before you can change the senator Exactly. But now you've got people like Roy Moore and Steve Bannon putting all these Roy Moore-like people in, and they're going – they're basically going to destroy the Senate, which – and so it's hilarious to watch constitutional conservatives destroy the very thing that is – Keeping us from completely slipping into a socialist union-like European state, and the Constitutional Convention really is just a dangerous idea for that very reason. So what did happen is uh, obviously yesterday was Election Day. It failed 80 to 20. I don't know what can carry 80 percent in a state. But not opening that up worked. They had the yeah. perfect coalition of uh, of liberals and conservatives and independents that were scared to death the other guy was going to get power, and they voted no. Yep, the gun people were saying they're going to take our guns, and the anti-gun people were going to were saying we'll never be able to take their guns. It was uh, every side was terrified that the other side was going to implement the things they didn't want. Which is exactly the reason I'm a libertarian because I'm you know, I'm always afraid of giving the other guy more power. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're in charge of smaller government or interested in smaller government. All right, so one more uh, one more piece of big news that we wanted to get to, uh, Dakota. Because my Uncle Rand got your, your, your assaulted. Uncle, <laughs> your Uncle Rand appears to have some trouble interacting <laughs> with his neighbors. Yeah, that was – man, that was crazy. Uh, we were in – were we in Nashville whenever we, we saw were. that? Yeah. We and, were. He's, he, and he lives in Bowling Green. We drove right through yeah, the town. Yeah, we drove right through. And we it, probably – he was probably chopper right over us as we came across. <laughs> yeah, probably. Should have went and visited my Uncle Rand in the hospital. <laughs> So Very, apparently, so heartless of me. The uh, the senator lives in a gated com- private gated community with all these covenants, yep. and uh, news stories are starting to trickle out now that uh, he got in a little bit of a brawl with uh, with oh, the next door neighbor yeah, over well, lawn clipping. It started out, and it was like he, Rand Paul's been assaulted in his home. He's he's fine. He's has minor injuries, whatever. And then it comes out like two days later, and his chief advisor, which is uh, like Doug something, 
it's not Doug Stamper, because, but it was very close to that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. No, but um, he – so he comes out and he's like, yeah, actually – Rand has a, he's got five broken ribs. Three of his ribs are displaced and very close to his, to his lungs and his lungs are bruised. Which so it's like, which have, have any of you had that before? My, yeah. my dad has. It's, it's terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when your dad had, when I had it in seventh grade in football, I got hit and I broke a rib and it, I broke it right here. And it was a, two months of the worst agony I've ever had in my life. It is awful. So the uh, obviously we're we're, we're <laughs> desperately wanting him to get better and uh, wish him well. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, maybe he should just be nicer. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. That and that was the thing. I, I ran a bunch across of hit this on libertarianism. Unfortunately, yeah, I ran into across this GQ article and it was like it says the headline is Rand Paul sounds like an asshole neighbor. Right. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> like this is the same piece. If if someone were to say something about a rape victim, they'd be like. Oh, Stop! Stop yeah. victim shaming. You're victim blaming. You literally just said you just excused a man for beating another guy within an inch of his life because he was composting leaves on the property. Well, yeah, the gist of the article was basically, you know, he's a libertarian, so he deserved it because yeah. he doesn't believe in homeowners associations and like, They're like, oh, libertarians don't like to follow rules. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's funny because he literally turned into, and Jared can tell you this, he literally turned into a libertarian parable. There are these parables that libertarians tell each other like, well, what if, and always with the gun rights, it's it's this situation. Well, what if my neighbor comes onto my lawn and blows leaves on my lawn? Well, then you have a right to hit him with your own personal nuclear weapon. Yeah. Like it's he literally it became happened. a libertarian. Per- yeah, he basically was blowing leaves onto the other guy's lawn, and so the guy just got mad and like he he had he had uh, sound deafening earmuffs on. Yeah, and the guy just on a zero charged. turn mower. Well, and this was yeah. like this was like after. He'd like he'd blown the leaves. I guess it was like a week before. Uh huh. And this dude had gone to the HOA, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll we'll talk to Mr. Paul, whatever." Right. And apparently, they never did anything. So it's their fault. So he, yeah. government inaction. So the guy just he <laughs> so spears he him. <laughs> yeah. He literally football spears him <laughs> off of a zero turn bomb. Right. <laughs> Dixie Chopper just goes off into the lake. He's well, he's a 50 <laughs> Yeah, he's a 59-year-old anesthesiologist, which is the richest of all the doctors. And he and was a, he's an inventor as well. They're yeah, next like, door. They're next door. And this is how big the neighborhood is. They're next door neighbors, but the homes are 300 feet apart. Right. Yeah. And they they have worked together before. They've lived together for 17 years. He's a super like hardcore democrat, but like they just hate each other. They're probably just two alpha type jerks. It's uh, it's it's Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. It's out exactly there. what it is. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then they'll probably like like Jefferson and Adams write each other on their deathbed. Yeah. Paul still lives. All right. Well, per- prayers for uh, prayers for Senator Paul. Thoughts and we, prayers. We are at the end of our scheduled time, so we. <laughs> <laughs> Final thoughts takes forever. Don't you don't you worry, dear leader. Oh, I know. So, uh, Mr. Chase Payton, your first first appearance on the Boss Hog Liberty podcast. This is the time where you get to plug whatever it is. If you need to plug Maine's Horse Bank and ask them to bring your money back from Miami, yes, please give me my money back. <laughs> please, because he owes me fifty bucks from Nashville, and I need that back. <laughs> Hopefully by the end of the week. Maybe We're, fingers crossed, everybody. Right. A biblical jubilee where he clears your debt. <laughs> yes. right, come on now. Okay. All right. That's First it? off, that's all you got. Uh, hold on. All right. We we missed a big part of the bachelor story. Did we? So I'm gonna say this is where I'm we gonna fill tell things it. in. 
Anyways, first off, I want to thank you for having me on. It's you know, I've pleasure. been a listener for a while, so I was excited to do this. Um, second off, we were leaving the first bar while we were in Nashville. First night, first bar. You know, we're a little buzzed. We had been there for a couple hours. And we're walking. We're walking. We're talking. And I look over. Oh, my, yes. And Dakota makes eye contact with me. And he's got <laughs> this, this weird grin on his face. And we're walking pretty fast. And next thing I know, bam! Hits the... The, the road sign with his face. <laughs> I mean, as hard as he can. Just the, the road signs just vibrating. <laughs> it, it was so funny. We, were, we saw a house across the street <laughs> that had red lights. Shiny objects. Yeah, like <laughs> we found the Amsterdam it district. It had red lights, and I was like, and I'm trying to read the sign and figure out what it says. So I'm like looking and reading, and then all of a sudden I just smoke a He stopped a hard. Hilarious. Yeah. Stopped him completely. If you're a sports fan and you like football, he should probably be in concussion protocol this week. <laughs> like, it was hard. Yeah, we broke him. I thought you were going to tell the story. I think it was you that uh, we, we walked outside of the bar to, to go stand outside for a minute. Cousin Rick had arrived, and you tried to walk out through the main doors, and the bouncer <laughs> came out and chased you down. Yeah, he walked out the main doors, and he has his beer in his hands. And the, the I didn't know which way, was, out. which way you guys He's went. Like, Hey, you can't take your beer out here. And I had the beer over the fence. It wasn't even like I was drinking it at the time. <laughs> man, you were like, you oh, sorry, learn, I you know just thought that this was the right door. And he's like, no, man. <laughs> All right. Was there anything else major that we have to cover, that we should cover, that we need to cover? Or are we going to leave it there? I think we should just leave it there. I think that's the safe place yeah. to be. So, How do we follow you? People follow you yeah, on, as Chase Payton on the, uh, on the, on the Facebook. How, do you want fans? Sure, if you want to add me, add me. It's just Chase Payton. That's really the only thing I'm on. I don't post anything ever. So Snapchat, right. Instagram. If I was you, I wouldn't add me. Um, I don't have an Instagram. Um, my Snapchat is Bro Montana 95 <laughs> There's a story behind that, but we're not going to get into it tonight. There's a pretty good story behind that. Bro really. Montana 95 All right, well, you can add so. Chase. He's Were you uh, born in 1995? I was. Oh, God. <laughs> 96. Yeah, I know. I know. You and I are 83. How old were you when 9-11 happened? Oh, man. What grade was, were you in? Like, like kindergarten. Yeah, same. like six, maybe seven. Dakota I was barely on, remember it. Dakota was on our uh, 9-11 episode. We This is the kind of podcast we are. We host a live podcast at a comedy club and then do an episode about 9-11 there. And uh, Dakota was on it, and he <laughs> thought that Saddam Hussein did 9-11. And you're like, no, it was Osama bin Laden. He's like, I never learned that. Either or. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Try high education. Uh, it, it was stunning. It was one of the most... They I have was, the same face in my mind. Try high doesn't them. tell you much Close about enough. that. That's going to tell you how to, pat, how to grade crops at the, with Dan <laughs> Webb in the ag school. Now, is it try high because you'll try anything? We'll try anything twice. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thank you, Chase, very much. Uh, dear leader. It is always nice to visit one of my kingdoms. Uh, never, I, we never tried f- to clean it up as best we could for you. It looks very nice. I'm very impressed with Dakota's house. It's very stylish. It's very clean. It's far exceeds anything that I have at 34. I mean, he's far too responsible for a 21 year old. Uh, so I'm very proud of, uh, of my boy Dakota and, uh, very happy about his wedding. I will be attending. Uh, Lindsay Peavy and I are going together. Are you? No, uh. she doesn't know. She doesn't know yet, but. <laughs> Uh, I told you you were allowed to come to the reception. See, that's an insult because I'm a Christian and I want to celebrate in the important part and you won't let me because you hate hey, me and Jesus. I, I will <laughs> I will try to talk to Lindsay and have her bring you as her guest. That's exactly Who's what I want Who's walking her down the aisle? 
Um, mm, Lindsay? Is she, that, that she number one? Trevor. Trevor's Trevor. one. So just take oh, wait, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Trevor's... Yeah, Trevor. Okay. I'm going to punch Tre- him at the Trevor's church. Trevor's number one. Trevor's number one. his tux. If he Ch- doesn't show up, just take a spot. Yeah, <laughs> Chase and Chloe. Yeah, Trevor Trevor is walking with Lindsay. Okay. Chase is walking down with Chloe. Anagnos? No. Oh, Chloe, Chloe too. too. And oh, there's Jeremiah there's is walking down option. with my sister. I am going to take good care of your sister. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, so it's nice to be here. Nice to see everybody. I appreciate you inviting me on. Uh, I look forward to seeing you all in 28 uh, episodes uh, in the future. So for episode what's 57, episode 57. Uh, let's make it 60. We'll make it. We'll write it down. Episode 60. Yeah, I was really trying to get you here for episode 30, but it just wasn't working out. Oh yeah, because I was like, oh, you know, we had Cat and Agnos here. Our big twenty-five, whatever. Just, just release this. Like, do another one. Yeah, because this this <laughs> like, news will hold. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if, if people like, want to talking about Rand Paul, like three months after it happened. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> people want to follow you at Chris Spangle on the uh, Twitter. WeAreLibertarians.com. Would just go to WeAreLibertarians.com. Follow everything We Are Libertarians. You're more than welcome to follow me on any of my personal stuff. Uh, follow me on Facebook. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Yeah, so feel free. Get in those DMs, ladies. All right, Dakota. All right, well, I'm very disappointed in our listeners this week, Jeremiah. Nobody sent me or tagged me in a comment in Citizens of Henry County. Uh, the <laughs> only thing I saw was David Herring saying, don't do this, it's a terrible, terrible idea. No, <laughs> see, uh, so I actually had to find one myself. And it is a, I'm not going to name any names or anything, but it is a picture of a phone number. Okay. On, a, on a cell phone, and it said, this is the number tried call me today, and said that the IRS us trying to collect a debt, and that they are going to sue me. Well, guess what? Period. I don't owe them. Period. Never have. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Please let your friends and family know so they don't give out info. And it was everybody like, this is a scam. This people trying to scam you. Oh, just just a scam. Just ignore it. Same thing happened to me. I told them that I hung up and called the police, and then they said that they were going to try to arrest me. Never came. I'm like, this is, the, this is the type of golden stuff that's in this group. I've been hounding on every single person that listens to this show. Please, just, like, try to join this group. <laughs> it is uh, Chad, Chad Malicote, I apologize for the, the, the hellfire that's being rained <laughs> down upon it? your inbox right now. Citizens of Henry County. Okay. There's about yeah. 8,000 people I'm back, so now. I have to join. You are. You're a local again. It's. A, I mean, there are some good things that happen in that group. Like this week, uh, a little boy's bike was found that was stolen from his house. So I mean, that's. I mean, good stuff happens in. That you group. guys adopted a cat off of it. Yeah, but then, like, you find stuff like this, and it is just <sighs> boomer rage. All right, boomer follow follow rage. him. A Tokad Savad on the Twitter. That's right. Ten days I can count on one on two hands until uh, until he's a married man and that left hand's just a little heavier than the right. Please tag him in the group and ask why he didn't invite me to his wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get invited to the bachelor party. I don't get uh-huh. invited hunting. You've I don't get it, invited to the bridal shower. Made it got there, invited you to the got wedding. invited to Yeah, that was the other thing. He got upset <laughs> this week whenever he found out that he wasn't invited to the bridal show. Yeah, my, my I date, love Audrey. My, my date Sarah is a girlfriend, lovely, lovely Sarah Potter, is at the uh, is at the bridal shower. 
in our Snapchat group, and Spangle's like, oh, my God, another thing I can't go to. <laughs> <laughs> no, another thing I didn't get invited to. This this circle of friends is letting me down in my time of need. The only one I have left is Christy Avery. Hey, will, will you no, and no, Christy no, no. go? No, 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 I don't want to hear your excuses. Will you and Talk Christy, to the hand. Will you and Christy go Saturday to the Antelope Club with me in the morning? We already have to. We're already <laughs> slaves to the SEC. Yeah. Can't wait. going to be a great time. All right. So, follow, follow Dakota. Final thoughts from me. Please. I have none. You have exhausted me. All I'm going to do is pitch next week's show. This one, I know Spangle has brought an incredible number of people. The thousands of people that are listening. I hope you've enjoyed sampling. We are Libertarians. Last week's episode, Americans for Prosperity. Uh, Justin Stevens was on. Covered a number of different episode issues. That's going to be fun. Big, big show coming up for episode 30. Mike Kreider, state senator, will be here in the studio. He is running for 6th District Congress as a Republican. I know. It's terrible. But, please, you know, please don't stop. We'll have some fun. There's a cat There's sneaking a into the studio. Come here, kitty. Run it off. Run it's it like off. Animal Planet. Anyway, <laughs> check, out, uh, check out next week's episode as well. We appreciate everybody that's listening, and we will uh, we'll see you all soon. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at wearelibertarians.com.